Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line. Coming to you after the Nationals 9-6 win over the Arizona Diamondbacks. Nats take 2-3 in Chase Field. Dave will pick it up in the bottom of the eighth. 5-5 game at that point. Matt Thornton retires, first batter of the inning. Aaron Barrett comes on to face Trumbo and Goldschmidt, walks Trumbo, it ends up being a big one, attacks Goldschmidt, mid-90s heaters, blowing him by him, and then drops a slider on him to get a cold strike three, but A.J. Pollock singles to center, Yasmani Tomas comes up, pinch hit, single to center, puts the D-backs ahead, six to five at that point, and the doomy and gloomy among us are assuming the Nationals have just blown it. Fought back to get the 5-5, but they go down 6-5 in the bottom of the eighth inning. We cut to the top of the ninth inning. Clint Robinson grounds out, but the Nards fan keeps hope alive. Singles the center. UNL Escobar pulls one through the left side. Jason Worth, patient walk there. Bases loaded for Brett, not Bryce Harper. Michael Taylor steps in next. Bryce Harper ejected from the game earlier. We'll get to that in a minute. But Michael Taylor steps up in a big spot, hits a grand slam, 470 foot to the wall. He puts it about 20 feet over the wall. Grand slam to lift the Nats to a 9-6 win. Really unbelievable stuff there from Michael Taylor in a spot. He talks about uh, after the game, Nassim's Dan Colco tweets that Michael Taylor said if Harper had come up, he probably would have hit one about 500 feet. Bryce Harper says, I guess I owe Michael Taylor a steak dinner. Good stuff from the two youngsters going forward. They're going to be in the outfield for a long time in the future, and Michael Taylor comes up really big for the Nationals today. Yeah, you know, I wrote three different leads for this one, and uh, I'm perfectly <laughs> happy with it out, but um, man, it's, it's, when you're when you're on a roll, and this team I think is legitimately on a roll right now, um, you get a new hero every night, and it's funny how things work out sometimes. I mean, who's to say Harper in that spot, you know, doesn't corkscrew and strike out or, or line into a double play or whatever else, but uh, um, you know, karma, the baseball gods aligning, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, Addison Reed choked off a, a Choked off a fastball on, on ball one, gave him ball one in the dirt, um, almost scored a run by a wild pitch. So Taylor had to figure that he was going to try to lay one over. That's exactly what Reed did. Gave him a center cut fastball, and Taylor just smoked that thing like he knew it was coming. Um, really nice to see, uh, you know, the youngster started with this club, got sent down, got brought back up, um, just put really good wood on it and ends up the hero um, on a day where, any number one of the guys could have ended up being the GOAT. I'm sure we'll talk about all of them as we go along, but uh, nice to have a hero instead of a GOAT today in this one. Matt Williams in the post game said that Michael Taylor might have the best power on the team. Uh, it might be a little bit of an exaggeration there at this point on a team with Bryce Harper on it, but really impressive from this kid so far, what we've seen this season when he's been given an opportunity and we're looking at him as the center fielder in the near future. Denard Spann's contract's up over this year. Michael Taylor seems the likeliest uh, to replace Denard Spann in center next year if Denard Spann does indeed leave the nation's capital. But 
Nationals have a great young player in this kid, 24 years old, not afraid to go up there in that situation and really came through big for the Nats. They look like they have a good piece going forward here. Yeah, we've talked about Taylor on numerous occasions in the show. Um, really nice power speed blend. Um, I'm not sure that he's ever going to hit for a really high average, but um, also, you know, just gold glove caliber defense. Um, once he gets comfortable playing in a major league outfield and uh, taking charge in center field and that type of thing. Um, I really think the Nats have uh, a Mike Cameron type player uh, on their hands here for you older, older folks that uh, uh, remember Mike Cameron, um, you know, a perennial 2020 guy with gold glove uh, caliber defense in center field that didn't really hit for a high average. So um, just really excited for the future for this guy. But, I mean, future heck, he's doing it right now for them. Uh, when he's getting the opportunities, and it's good to see him uh, getting a little bit of playing time regardless of how it happened, uh, even though today was uh, kind of sort of a, a special circumstance. Speaking of how it happened, we teased that earlier, but Bryce Harper tossed out of the game, strikes out swinging on a check swing. He didn't think he went. He at least asked for the umpire, Rob Drake, to uh, check the call at one of his umpires, and, and Rob Jake refuses to do it. Bryce Harper gets up in his face, gives him a little bit of his opinion on it, gets tossed from the game, 5-5 game at that point. Kind of, I kind of agree with what F.P. Santangelo said. You can't have the guy, uh, Bryce Harper, as animated and as into everything as he is, and then a tight game like that, he gets a call that goes against him, expecting him to just walk back quietly to the dugout. Maybe you don't want him to get tossed there, but he gets tossed. Matt Williams comes out, gets tossed, arguing on the behalf of his player. It looked like the Harper kind of went when you slowed it down, but it's at least worthy of a check, I would think. Well, there's a couple of issues here. Uh, number one, you don't want your best player getting tossed in a tie game in the seventh inning. But, um, you know, sometimes sometimes you're going to get carried away. I mean, this is the first really true outburst we've seen from Harper this year. So um, if, if that's the case, you know, if that's where he's taking his spots, then, um, you know, then I guess he's going to fall on his sword. But, the bottom line is, is that, that the home plate umpire can't make that call. Uh, he's got to ask for help there. Um, it, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's impossible for the home plate umpire to tell whether he swung at it or not. It certainly wasn't a called strike. So um, the, the umpire didn't ask for help on it. just really um, shows the problem that there is in these types of calls. Go back to the start now. Gio Gonzalez on the mound, three and two, three six two ERA, two seven zero FIP, three point three 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 point three eight walks per nine innings so far this year, nine point four zero K per nine, two eighty two, three fifty four twenty three line against, and thirty seven and third innings pitched. Uh, runner on second, two outs, and he leaves an O two curve up in the zone. RBI single by Nick Ahmed early, one nothing D backs. Nationals take a lead on the Jason Worth home run, go up three one, but the D backs come right back. Single walk, RBI double by Paul Goldschmidt, 3-2 at that point. A ground out brings it in, another run in, 3-3, D-back tied up. Ian Desmond, first of two errors in the game, 4-3 at that point. This is something we saw from the D-backs throughout this, uh, well, not in the first game when they got blown out, but the last two nights, every time the Nationals managed to do something, uh, score a run, D-backs were able to come right back out there. Gio Gonzalez gets a 3-1 lead and gives it right back early. Yeah, you know, I... Hashtag analysis here, but Gio Gonzalez wasn't very good today. Um, you know, the breaking the breaking ball wasn't very sharp. He wasn't locating his fastball very well. Uh, he kind of gutted through the performance. But, you know, when, when you give up a run early and then your team comes back and puts a free spot up for you, um, you want to really shut him down the next inning. And, and Gio just didn't. He kind of left some pitches up and 
um, and the D-backs kind of nickeled and dimed in there. Um, and then and then his defense kind of kind of them out to dry there as well. So um, not a particularly good performance from Geo today. Uh, the Nats did get a couple of um, a couple of uh, decent performances in relief, but um, but generally um, this was a game where the Nats had to outscore them. Um, it, it took nine runs to do it, and they weren't able to get it done that way because. Um, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Barrett giving up the, the run late. Um, uh, Roark gave up a lot of base runners. Didn't get you know. It just it was uh, um, just one of those days where you needed to outscore them, and they eventually did. Yeah. Go Later on in that third inning, the D-backs take a four-three lead after the error. Uh, Gio Gonzalez gets a second out of the inning, but issues a two-out walk to Jordan Pacheco. All of a sudden, he's animated on the mound, talking to himself like he usually does, kind of angry out there. Matt Williams comes tromping out of the mound, makes a beeline for the hill, calls in the infield there, and gives him a demonstrative talking to. We haven't seen anything like this from Matt Williams before. Gio Gonzalez was a little upset. There was an error behind him. Gio's not the kind of guy to blame his players, and he actually goes out of his way in post-game interviews to say that everyone else did everything that led to his win, but he was a little upset at that point. Williams came out there. That's something we haven't seen from him before and really kind of made a point to put everyone in place right there. It's interesting to see. Well, I think Williams is recognizing something that's going on on the mound um, is, is that, you know, Nats have trouble putting these things behind them. I mean, they can talk all they want about how it doesn't, but um, but it's obvious that they've got a couple of pitchers that, um, that are in their own heads. And, um, I think Williams did a good job there of going out there and saying, "Hey, you know, calm the hell down and, and go get the get the next guy out." Um, you know, when you're out here, you know, talking yourself and stomping around and, and having bad body language and whatever, it affects everybody. I mean, it's got a snowball effect, and um, and it was good for him to try to nip it in the bud there. Uh, D-backs first baseman Cole, Paul Goldschmidt continues to impress every time I see him. Three for three today, a home run away from the cycle after a leadoff triple in the fifth. Scores on an A.J. Pollock single, 5-3 at that point. Uh, this kid's just really impressive. Not a kid anymore, I guess, but I, we don't get to see too much of him. Arizona and uh, Washington usually play six or seven times a year, so we don't get to see too much, but really nice to see uh, what this guy can do on an everyday basis on the field out there and ends up, doesn't get the home run for the cycle, but really impressive day at the plate by Goldschmidt. Yeah, Goldschmidt's a really complete player. He's a decent defensive player. He runs really well for a first baseman, and he's just a really good hitter. I mean, he's got power to all fields. Um, he can hit for average a little bit, too. I mean, this is a guy that, um, uh, you know, the franchises want to build their team around, and um, you mentioned that he plays out in Arizona, so he doesn't get a whole lot of publicity um, from the big East Coast media types. But um, that's just a really solid player and a shame that um, that Arizona um, hasn't been able to put better players around him to be competitive. They've got, um, you know, new management out there now, and it, it remains to be seen um, if they're going to be successful or not. But um, Goldsmith is just a really quality player. Top of the sixth inning after they went ahead, Arizona went ahead 5-3. Ian Desmond grounds out. Jose Lobaton grounds out, but super patient Danny Espinosa takes a two-out walk, knocks Jeremy Hellickson out of the game. Randall Delgado comes on to face pinch hitter Tyler Moore. You know what happens next, Dave. Over on the left, bounces one off left field foul pole, two-run two blast. Taylor's, uh, Tyler Moore's second of the season, 5-5 five, five at that point. Really big spot there for Tyler Moore, and he comes through with a pinch hit homer. Yep, he only needs seven more for, for you and Aaron to win the bet. So, uh, 
Um, yeah, you know, he he hit a home run off another 4A player. I mean, what can you say? Randall Delgado um, is, is no major league superstar. So, um, no, all, all kidding aside, um, got a good pitch to handle. Um, it was right in his wheelhouse, and that's the situation that, that, um, that you know, they want Tyler Moore taking a cut at. You know, you've got two outs. Um, the pitcher spot was up. Hey, let's get a put. Let's put a guy out there that's got some pop out and see if he can knock one out. Um, as Davey Johnson liked to say, the big hairy chested guy sitting next to him on the bench, and um, and that's what Tyler Moore is. I mean, he doesn't have a, an outfield position. He doesn't have a first base position. Um, you know, he, he's built as a as a pinch hitter or a designated hitter. So uh, send him out there when you've got two outs and need a swing and see if you can get one on it. And you mentioned David Johnson. He's the one who brought uh, Tyler Moore up in 2012. The one year he really succeeded in that role as a bench bat. He got a lot more playing time that year than I probably would have expected, but hasn't done too well in the role 2013-2014. But back on the bench this year, no options. So he's got to succeed at it and keep doing what he's doing if he's going to stay up here. And if he can re- reproduce what he did in 2012, he could end up being an important part on this bench going forward because it showed today he does have that uh, country power that Mike Williams, talk, uh, Mike Rizzo talked about at one point in the past and really can roll the pole, as Mike Rizzo put it back in the past. Right, and, you know, that's the thing. that The Nats don't have a whole lot of that on their bench or really, for that matter, stocked in the minor league system. So I really think Tyler Moore is going to be here um, unless an American League team comes calling for him and um, and wants to give up a couple of prospects for a potential designated hitter. So um, I really think, you know, we're going to see more on the bench the entire season. That's win 9-6 to six today, improved to 18-16 on the year, 19-16. I don't think I updated my numbers there. Anyway, they get the big win. I'm going to let you go in a minute so you can go watch your Caps and the Rangers when you get back there, but... We didn't do a show last night. I think it would be remiss if we didn't at least touch on Steven Strasburg's outing, the troubles he's had so far this year. 2 and 4, 606 ERA, 347 FIP, 327, 381, 464 line against, 398 Babbitt against, which is the highest among qualified starters in the in the majors. He said after the game that he was embarrassed by what happened out there. Just didn't have it. Came back from the concerns about his back and whatever they were actually dealing with back there, his ankle. We talked about this a little earlier today, but Steven Strasburg not looking like himself, and as a lot of people wrote today, this is the first real sustained, sustained stretch of uh, struggling he's had out there on the mound. Really didn't look good last night. Didn't look good in his last start against Miami either. What are you making of what Steven Strasburg's going through right now? Yeah, the, the quotes out of the locker room last night saying, you know, he, he's a good pitcher. This was a one-time instance. Uh, you know, Matt Williams defended him. There was a long interview uh, Mark Zuckerman did with uh, Steve McCaddy today. He says these things are going to happen and you just have to fight through it. Well, uh, Strasburg has stunk off season long. I mean, let's not uh, mince words here. Uh, he hasn't been anywhere near as good as he has been in the past, as, as good as he should be. So either he's got something physically going on, um, or or there's something else going on, but he's not right, and they need to figure it out. I mean, Strasburg is a major part of this team. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the big cogs in the pitching rotation. Um, if, if he's going to – he just – they can't have him pitching to a 6 ERA and a one seven one whip. I mean, this is a guy that, that they need to have more out of. I mean, his, his ERA should be more than half of what it is, um, and this isn't just, you know, this outing and last outing. You know, it's been all season long. I mean, he's been giving up – um, is, is BAPIP is, is, is darn near 400. I mean, this is a guy that's giving up way too much contact. Um, you know, we had direct messages between us earlier today. Um, his line drive rate 
is seven or eight points higher than his, than his average. I mean, this is a guy that's giving up more solid contact than he ever has in his career. So either something is physically wrong with him or something mentally wrong with him, but they need to figure it out, and they need to figure it out quickly. Yeah, you mentioned that 27.1% line drive percentage this year. That's up from 215 in his career, 175 in 2013, 22.7 in 14. So whatever he's doing out there, he's not fooling a lot of hitters. They're making good contact on him, and they got to figure it out. I agree. Figure something out with him. For the fun of it, though, I'll just mention, if you haven't watched it yet, Masson has his post-game interview up, and somebody's recorder uh, goes off with some previously recorded audio while he's talking to the press, and you want to see someone almost literally, I'll say almost literally because obviously it's not, but shoot daggers from their eyes. Go watch that video and see Steven Strasburg's look on his face when that happens. But well worth a view there. 9-6 today, 19-16 and 16 on the year. Four-game set with San Diego coming up this starting tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Nats Nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Dogass isn't here to say go Nats, Dave, so I know what you're going to say as we go out. Go Caps. There you go. Talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.